0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, Joe and I were just talking about, uh, you know, the old halcyon days of radio where everybody on the radio was so dry. Oh, oh uh, top 20 countdown, baby. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <Robin>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah right. What did they call that puking in the radio? Right yeah, back in they the were day, the when they did. yeah. <laughs> Just, it was so. Puking I remember, I mean, now. listen, I'm only 46, but I remember kind of the tail end of that. People doing all that stuff on the radio. <laughs> You'd be left off the. Air. Of course, we have to do a little bit of it on Friday to bring us back. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Why haven't you gotten a VPN yet? Secure your online activity. Get one. Go to expressvpn.com/slash Bongino. I got a loaded show for you today. Um, listen, I'm rarely shocked by what I see on television. Rarely, if ever. I, I'm just not. You know, I do TV. I do radio. I mean, the news is the news. People cover it with a different angle. But last night I was watching Tucker, and I had one of those drop jaw kind of moments where I was like, huh, did he just say that? I had to kind of rewind the tape uh, Thank uh, thanks to uh, DVR technology. I'm going to play that today. If you missed it, it was... Shocking! I think you'll agree when you're done here. And also, I, I want to—you know—Democrats are famous for saying things aren't happening that are happening, and dopey people believing them. I got two of those today. An example on that, and a great video. More Thomas Soul, and a big announcement coming in the middle of the show. Um, You're not going to want to miss about my fight against the tech, uh, big tech titans. Hey, Helix Sleep—they have a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete. And it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. This was important for me. I really terrible arthritis. I hate it. I need a comfortable mattress so I don't sleep at night. Helix solved my problems. I have the Midnight Lux. I took their two-minute sleep quiz. It matched it up to a perfect mattress for me. I'm a side sleeper. I needed it. With Helix, you get a mattress that's perfect for the way you sleep, not someone else. They have several models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses that are good for cooling you down if you sleep hot, like I do. Even a Helix plus-size mattress for plus-size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz, Helix quiz, like I told you, I was uh, matched up with a Midnight Lux. I love it. I sleep like a baby on it. It's been awesome getting these unboxing videos. For many of you found the Helix mattress of your dreams. With the Helix mattress, they come right to your door. They ship it for free. You don't need to go to a mattress store ever again. Here's how confident they in their product. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights, risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. You will. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. They offer exclusive discounts for military first responders, teachers, and students. That's a good deal. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. At Helix, that's H-E-L-I-X, helixsleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. Nice. Nice. We haven't had to use the Kenny Bell in a long time. I actually used it on the radio the other day. The Kenny Bell made an appearance on radio all over the country, on radio stations, and thanks to everyone who supported our show. It's growing by leaps and bounds. We have new affiliates jumping on every week. You all are terrific. Listen, as I said, I'm rarely shocked by anything I see on TV anymore. Rarely. But I watched this last night, and it's interesting. I was watching the Tucker Carlson show. The way it was thrown out there was kind of like, It wasn't even almost like breaking news. It was just thrown out there in the middle of a segment, in the middle of the program. It wasn't like the opening story on the show. And I'm not kidding. I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, hit the rewind button, you know, with the DVRs and stuff. I had to watch it again. I said, did I just hear what he just said? So without further ado, here's Tucker Carlson last night, about a minute clip from his show last night, in this jaw-dropping moment, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Let's check this out.
1: But it's not just political protesters the government is spying on. Yesterday, we heard from a whistleblower within the U.S. government who reached out to warn us that the NSA, the National Security Agency, is monitoring our electronic communications and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take the show off the air. Now, that's a shocking claim, and ordinarily we'd be skeptical of it. It's illegal for the NSA to spy on American citizens. It's a crime. It's not a third world country. Things like that should not happen in America. But unfortunately, they do happen. And in this case, they did happen. The whistleblower, who is in a position to know, repeated back to us information about a story that we are working on that could have only come directly from my texts and emails. There's no other possible source for that information, period. The NSA captured that information without our knowledge and did it for political reasons. The Biden administration is spying
0: on us. We have confirmed that. Uh, that's a pretty big claim right there. And, and listen, I, I always disclose stuff to you because I think you're entitled to know. I don't have any ongoing relationship with Tucker Carlson. I met him one time in Dallas at an NRA convention. Um, not, he wasn't at the convention. We were in a studio in Dallas, but I was at the NRA convention. I met him one time. I sat with him once in, in DC at the, at a state of the union address, like four years ago. We said maybe 10 words to each other. I have no relationship. I have no dog in this fight. Yes, I work at Fox News, uh, but I have no dog in this fight at all. I don't have any inside info on this. He didn't tell me about any of this. I'm, I'm covering this as any other news person, any other network would. That's a very bold claim. He's saying the NSA is spying on him and has access to his texts and emails. Now, he would know for a couple of reasons, um, obvious ones being... You know what you sent in a text. If I sent a text to Joe and I say, hey, you know, I don't like Yi's hairstyle today. It's really rough. And only Joe got the text. There's only two sources of the text if the text gets out there. What are they? Me and Joe. Joe could have sent it to someone else. I could have sent it to someone else. But there's only two sources, correct? That's it. Right. There's no intermediary on a text exchange unless... It's the NSA, which we know has access to a lot of metadata and can have access to it. If someone's reading to him his texts or emails, then obviously it had to come from either him or the other person or some intermediary. That intermediary we only know to be right now, the NSA, which has metadata and other data access. I don't know that the story is true. Again, I'm covering it as I have no bias because I work at Fox. I don't know. I'm just telling you that's an extremely bold claim to make, and him making it and suggesting they have the text because someone read them back to him sounds like pretty good evidence that he may be telling the truth. I mean, what's the other option? If it's not party A to the text and it's not party B and there's no, not Cardi B, Party B, if there's no other person involved in the text exchange and neither one of them sent that information to anyone else, clearly some intermediary intercepting the data has it, right? It's tautological. If they read it back to him, somebody has it. If they read it back to him and they work at the NSA as he's claiming the whistleblower is, or he may have implied that, then we got a serious problem, folks. And this is one of the reasons why, despite emails I get, it's from a small number of you, granted. But I do get emails once in a while, whenever a Spygate story comes up, they oh, Dan, we got to let it go. I am not letting it go, and this is precisely why. If the left and their big government acolytes and the new liberal totalitarian communist fascist regime we're dealing with, right, these new liberals who are obsessed with anti-civil liberties activism, government spying, imprisoning their political enemies, if we let them get away with what they did to Donald Trump, whether it's the election or the spying, and we just say, oh, forget it and ignore it, then it, why would they not do it again? The left loves to tell you things aren't happening that are happening. You doubt me on this? Go to uh, Scamopedia, otherwise known as Wikipedia. Go there and put in Spygate. I hate to give them traffic, but I'd like you to see it. I'm not going to put it up on the screen, but go and, and put in Spygate. The first thing it says, a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. We have the name of the darn spy who was involved. It's not a conspiracy theory. But the left knows if they wear you down and drip, 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 drip information, and they call it a conspiracy theory, they know some people, even on our side, will eventually back off and say, oh, I'm done fighting this. It's old news. It's not old news. Because if We ignore it. It happens again like Tucker Carlson is alleging is happening right now. I'm not letting it go. If there aren't penalties for the people involved, you're going to see and hear about more of this as we descend rapidly into a totalitarian state as I covered yesterday on my show, which was well-received. Thank you very much. Yesterday's show, I compared Chinese communists to American liberals and said, what's the difference? Showed the headlines. We're descending into totalitarian madness right in front of your eyes. Now, Spygate is one of those things liberals said isn't happening or didn't happen. That happened. We know it happened. We have the evidence. We have the FBI receipts of them paying a spy to spy on Trump team members. They're trying it again. This upside-down strategy they have, the left, where they, because, and, and the reason this is allowed to persist, by the way, that the left can just Make things up. Oh, we didn't spy on Trump. And then do it again, according to these latest allegations. The reason this is allowed to happen is an easy one. We do not have a functioning media enterprise in the United States right now that speaks truth to power. We have a bunch of ass-kissing media acolyte sycophants that have their lips attached to the rump of the liberal Democratic Party. If the Democrat media turned on a dime tomorrow and started speaking truth to power, you would never see another spying scandal again, and you wouldn't see lies like this allowed to persist. Lies like the Democrats saying, now, we didn't suggest we were going to defund the police. Republicans did it. That is a blatant lie, and people are dead because of it. Dead. Listen to me. They are dead because of it. Body bags are piling up in liberal cities right now. Liberal cities almost exclusively. Because Democrats have waged war on the police through their defund the police insanity. And because they've done that, people are dying, being killed, raped, murdered, assaulted. Their houses are being burglarized. They're being robbed on subway platforms because Democrats engaged in a war on the police and the media is now giving them a pass as the results of that war and the body bags pile up. The media is not only giving them a pass, they're allowing them to blame it hilariously on Republicans. And imbeciles will fall for this. The same thing they did with spying. We didn't spy. Trump was colluding with the Russians. No, you idiots were. I played this yesterday, but it's worth playing again because I want to fully and thoroughly eviscerate this nonsense, stupid, juvenile, kindergarten level argument the Democrats are now making and dopey people start are starting to fall for, especially in our dopey media, they're not actually falling for it. They're just promoting propaganda that, yeah, the Republicans are the party of defunding the police. Here's Jen Psaki from yesterday, again, arguing with Fox News's Peter Ducey that, yeah, yeah, it's the Republicans actually arguing to defund the police. Check this out.
2: I think the president believes that we shouldn't and we shouldn't allow access to guns to those criminals who are currently illegally buying them from some dealers across the country. And part of his announcement is taking steps to do exactly that. But part of his announcement is also ensuring there's specific guidance to uh, communities across the country to ensure that they have funding to get more community police around the country, something that was supported by the American Jobs Plan. Uh, that was support, that was voted into law by Democrats just a couple of months ago. Some might say that the other party was for defunding the police. I'll let others say that, but that's a piece.
0: Here we go. I mean, the stupid with this one is legendary. Some might argue that Republicans are defunding the police. Ladies and gentlemen, let me describe to you quickly because I don't think I did a good job at the yes, in the yesterday show. I threw it in the fungible money theory. On this. It's not a theory. Money is fungible. You just give it to a group. They can put it here, put it there, put it other places. Every dollar is not accounted for. Every dollar happens to be serialized, but the exchange of the dollar isn't. It's not a Bitcoin transaction. Here's what's happening the Democrats' argument is essentially this Biden had a big government spending package in this stimulus that the Republicans didn't want. Some of that money would have made it to the police in liberal cities therefore because republicans didn't want the country to go bankrupt and didn't want this big spending package even though a sliver of it was directed at the police it's actually republicans defunding the police some dib- some, some some dimwit democrats are actually taking that article that uh, that argument seriously so i thought of an equivalent argument because again liberals are dense they have adamantium coated skulls and information never gets in i thought about how to ground this for you that's like saying because republicans object to a trillion-dollar bill to fund a paperclip museum in Missouri. Trillion dollars. This is a very important thing. And yet a 100000 of that is going to go to the police department in Missouri that by objecting to the paperclip museum bill that the Republicans are, in fact, defunding the police. Don't laugh. That's the exact same argument Jen Psaki, the redheaded propagandist there, that's the exact same argument she's using. Because Republicans objected to a grotesquely large unnecessary stimulus bill that will bankrupt the United States, although a sliver of it would have been directed at police departments that its Republicans were, in fact, defunding the police. If you fall for that, I'm really sorry. You should seriously seek some professional mental health expertise and a professional intervention immediately for your psychosis. It's one of the single dumbest arguments I've ever heard in the history of dumb liberal arguments, and that's saying a lot. Now, let's eviscerate this stupidity before the infection grows. Republicans are arguing to defund the police. I I, I can't believe we're even having this conversation. Hat tip, Washington free beacon. This is a great supercut. Here's a supercut when Bernie Sanders tried to make the same argument, by the way, that, oh, no, no, uh, nobody's arguing to defund the police on the Democratic side. Really? This supercut's pretty darn tell. This is one of the better ones I've seen in a while. Hat tip Washington uh, Free Beacon. Check this out.
1: Nobody I know who's running for office talks about defunding
2: the police. Many off- affluent suburb- suburbs have essentially already begun pursuing a defunding of the police. This movement is not new. This is about investment. I really consider it a refund.
1: Defunding police means defunding police. We need to truly cut $1 billion in NYPD spending. We have the
2: super aggressive police department. So yes, defund your butts. Not only do we need to disinvest, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis police department. Two
1: house Democrats unveiling a bill. It would take away federal resources from police departments across the nation.
2: Breathe act is bold. It's meaningful. It's transformative. I am
1: so proud to endorse Senator Bernie Sanders for president.
2: This is not just about running for president. I am endorsing Amo um, Bernie Sanders because he's not going to sell us out.
0: Nobody I know, who's running for office, talks about defunding the police. Um, that was Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, AOC. Who else was it? Ayanna <laughs> Pressley? On vi- folks, it's on video, like. Oh, no. What's the common thread? Guys, anyone here? What's the common thread between all those party affiliations? This is a tough one. I know, Joe. I know you're scratching your head. But this is a tough one. Joe Ghi, I'm going to put this out there. What is the common partisan thread, Repub- are they Republican or Democrat, between AOC, Ayanna Pressley, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and others? What party? They- think about it. It's going to take a minute. Joe, what do you think? I, I, I want to say Democrat. You want to say that because yeah. you'd be right. Gee, are you okay with Dang that? Joe yeah. says Democrat. Gee's trouble, but he's looking it up right now on Wikipedia because <laughs> he just wants to check. So, yes, those are all, in fact, Democrats arguing to defund the police on video. See, that's the thing with video evidence. It's video evidence. Don't, none of those are Republicans. There is not a single credible Republican anywhere in the United States in any major elected office that has argued for defunding the police. Yet, the examples of Democrats arguing to defund the police are everywhere. You need more? Of course you need more. I'm always here to produce the receipts. Let me get to my second sponsor. And on the other side of this, I'm going to show you again. I'm going to go through the list of this article, how this is all Democrats. All Democrats. If you're getting mugged, if your house got broken into, God forbid, if you're get, if someone just assaulted you, beat the crap out of you, jumped a turnstile, stole your bike and then hit you with the bike chain, if God forbid this happened to you, you can thank the Democrats. Period. Let me get to my second sponsor. I always appreciate your patience. Again, big announcement coming up in the middle of the show. Uh, Thanks for all your patience with this stuff, folks. I've been working on this for a really long time. That's coming up soon. Hey, listen, when I heard of paintyourlife.com, I thought that's a really terrific idea. I'm always looking for interesting gifts to give to people. But you need meaningful gifts. Listen, anybody, you know... You can give flowers and stuff, and that's cool, but, you know, they die after a week or so. You need something that lasts and is meaningful. Try paintyourlife.com. Here's what you get. You get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo you got at a really affordable price. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is absolutely perfect. The platform is as user-friendly as it gets. It lets you order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. I get big compliments on mine in my house. It's a quick and easy process. Get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. Send any picture of yourself, your kids, your family, the dog, a special place, a cool little Vista photo you caught, a cherished pet, doesn't matter. Combine photos into one painting if you want. It makes a perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. It's meaningful, personal, and can be cherished with you and your family forever. You'll get tons of compliments on it. At PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money's refunded. That's simple, guaranteed. And right now is a limited-time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off. And you get free shipping, too. To get this special offer, text the word DAN, D-A-N, to 64000. That's DAN. Text it to 64000. Text DAN to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply, available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text Dan to 64,000. It's a really cool gift. People love it. They come at my house. All right. Again, this is an exclusively liberal Democrat argument about defunding the police. I'm, I'm not kidding. Only someone with an IQ sub 10 actually believes this is a Republican phenomenon. But why is it allowed to persist? The same reason calling Spygate a conspiracy theory is allowed to persist. Because we don't have a serious media in this country. We don't. We have focus group tested liberal propagandists pretending to be journalists. They're a disgrace. They're a literal disgrace to the country. They're a stain on this country right now. They don't do their jobs. Here, I have to do it for them all the time. It's annoying. It really is. I put this article in the show notes today. It's from a while ago. But it's important. The Guardian. Again, not some right-leaning outlet. These U.S. cities defunded police. We're transferring money to the community, they said. More than 20 major cities have reduced police budgets in some form, and activists are fighting to ensure that this is only the start. You want to go through the cities? Pull up a screenshot. Joe Gee, again, please help me out here. The mayors and leaders of these cities have one thing in common, their party affiliation. I want, It's going to be tough. If you need a minute, You need, remember scrap paper when we took tests? And remember that, Joe? You want scrap paper? If you need scrap paper to do your homework, get ready. This is very difficult, this test. So here are the cities that defunded the police. Let's go through them one by one, this piece. You can see it up on the screenshot. Portland, Oregon. Who runs that? San Francisco. Minneapolis. New York. L.A. Chicago. Seattle. Milwaukee. Philly. Baltimore. And Austin. Austin. They have in common. Well, you thinking? That's so. You thinking? It's easy.
1: It's easy for me, you know, because I'm 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 in Baltimore, Ah. bro.
0: Yeah, bro. Bro, B R U A B R U A. Joseph, bro, bro. I'm in (laughs) Joe is the mayor of Baltimore a Republican? It is right, Spiro Agnew or something was a. (laughs) <laughs> Joe, is the mayor of Baltimore a Republican or Democrat? Just checking. You're there. Uh, Dem, You're on the Dem, ground. Dem, baby. Can you give us Dem. a? It's a Dem. Okay. Gee has a great yeah. point. Gee says, well, he's having a tough time with this, folks. But Gee said, well, I know they're not libertarians. <laughs> so, Gee, because he's having such a tough time with who the leaders of the city are, he's narrowing it down by the process of elimination. He knows they're not Republicans. He says, well, I know they're not libertarians. So let's go through it one by one. Portland, that's a Democrat. San Francisco, a Democrat. Uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, that's a Democrat. New York, it's a Democrat. L.A., Democrat. Chicago, it's a Democrat. Seattle, it's a Democrat. Milwaukee, that's a Democrat, too. Philly, Democrat. Joe, thankfully, just confirmed Baltimore's a Democrat. Austin, um, that's a Democrat. Are there any Republicans on that list? Eh, not one, but yes. Please continue the stupidity. Listen, on my Fox show this weekend, I'd like your feedback on this. I, I would love to debate You know, I like to debate and bring on a liberal every week because they always say dumb stuff, and I think everybody should see their dumb stuff. I want to bring a liberal on to debate if it is Republicans or Democrats defunding the police. Let me know your feelings on it. If you say no, we'll do something else. But I would like to hear them defend this just abject stupidity that the Republican Party has anything to do whatsoever with defunding the police. Remember their fungible money argument, too. The paperclips. We want a $1 trillion paperclip museum. That's a dumb idea. Yeah, but $10 went to the police, so you're defunding the police. We're doing what? Like, what kind of idiot believes that? The answer is the liberal kind. So the theme of this opening segment of the show has been very simple. Things libs say aren't happening that are happening right in front of your eyes. We're not defunding the police. Republicans are. Spygate didn't happen. That's why all this stuff continues. Because the media never, ever calls them out. Ever. Here's another one. I hate to keep harping on this, but we have to because we don't, again, have a functioning media willing to speak truth to power. We don't. The latest line from the left is that critical race theory is all a hysterical, conservative, unicorn like fairy tale. We're telling people just to spin their wheels and get them all aggravated and worked up. There's no critical race theory, no such thing. Not only that, The leading advocates of critical race theory, we know their names, they've written books on it, they lecture on it. The leading advocates of critical race theory, because they're so embarrassed about the racism they're trying to teach people, are now running away from teaching or or talking about or even suggesting they were were, um, in any way indoctrinated by critical race theory themselves. Everybody is running for the hills here. Here's Joy Reid at the end of her show, again, the bronze medal winner and the dopey media personality talking head Olympics every time, only behind Brian Stelter and Chuck Todd. Here is the absolutely hapless Joy Reid, double mask wearing, jogging in Central Park by herself while vaccinated Joy Reid, suggesting that Ibram Kendi, one of the leading critical race theory advocates in the country today, has nothing to do with critical race theory at all. Check this out.
1: Another common feature of the freak out is to name and blame
0: particular black public intellectuals who are not even involved in critical race theory. One of those black public intellectuals is Dr. Ibram X. Kendi. Okay. Just to be clear, you, anyone need to rewind the tape? You need to hear that again? Cool. Bronze medal winner, Joy, wearing the deuce in Central Park outside by herself by fully vaccinated, who again, it claims to have a triple digit IQ while doing so is claiming Ibram Kendi leading critical race theory advocate out there, black scholar, by the way, so her raw words, leading black scholar, that he's not a critical race theorist at all. Well, this took about 32.5 seconds to debunk, if that, and I may be being generous, you may have to cut the 0.5 up. So here we go. I just put in a search engine, Ibram Kendi, critical race theory, and what comes up? Well, he did an interview on a podcast, You'll see it featured here at Slate. Is critical race theory getting canceled? Jason Johnson. Here's Ibram Kendi, who Joy Reid just told you on a national program that has fewer viewers than, uh, you know, halftime of the puppy bowl. Uh, Seriously, this show is an embarrassment. Here is an actual interview with Ibram Kendi, who she just suggested has nothing to do with critical race theory at all. Here's his answer, Ibram Kendi, when asked about critical race theory. He was kind enough to highlight it for us. Here's the actual transcript. Kendi, quote, so I've certainly been inspired by my critical race theory and critical race theorists, the way in which I formulated definitions of racism and racist and anti-racism and anti-racist. He goes on to talk about his inspired by another critical race theorist, Kimberly Crenshaw. I thought, do you understand like how joy would be if this was a conservative on the air? suggesting somehow that a leading black scholar had nothing to do with critical race theory, while that leading black scholar is on the record in a 30-second web search, claiming he's been inspired by critical race theory, you would have mediaite, fact-checkers, fake book, screw Twitter and other places, fact-checking you into oblivion and banning you from civilized society forever. But because it's Joy Reid and we don't have an honest media, it's allowed to continue like a runaway freight train with nothing ahead of it. She's lying. That's Kendi's own words. Guys, liberals watching. Guys, ladies, to the conservatives, I get it, you get it. Excuse me. You just read what I put in there. It's his own words. What part of this is even open for debate. We're using his own words. And the fascinating part about his own words in that, he says, oh, yes, I've been inspired by critical race theory, the work of Kimberly Crenshaw. I was inspired to write my own definition of racism. What is this definition of racism? Remember this gem from last week? Here's Ibram Kendi critical race theorist, who Joy Reid says isn't a critical race theorist, even though Kendi says he's a critical race theorist. Here's Ibram Kendi himself with his so-called definition of racism. I'm using the dreaded air quotes under definition because Kendi doesn't even understand what racism is himself. Check this out.
1: During the question and answer session, one of them dared to ask the most basic question of all. How are we defining racism? How do you define it? Now You'd think Ibram X. Kendi would be ready for that question, but he wasn't. Here's what he said. You talked about the importance of defining racism, but, I, but I, unless I missed it, which is possible, I didn't, I didn't hear your personal definition. Is there, is there one that you would offer us? Like, how do you define racism?
2: Sure, so racism, I would define it um, as a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. <laughs> Sure, a, a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas.
1: <laughs> so racism is racist stuff. Or as Kendi puts it, and we're quoting now, "It's a collection of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas." End quote. Right.
0: Listen, as as Gee said last week. One of the things, you know, oh, Justin, I'm sorry, we're gonna, Justin's not here this week. He's on vacation, Intern Justin, which was great. He said, you don't define something, an object or a thing or an idea by using the object you're defining in the actual definition. You don't describe a pen. What's the definition of a pen? A pen-like object with, with pen features, which looks like a pen and does pen stuff. That's not the way any of this works. He can't even describe racism. It's a racisty racist thing that does racist stuff. He can't even describe it. Yet this guy is out there getting paid a small fortune to lecture around the world about critical race theory and racism and doesn't even know himself what it is, folks. Again, the left telling you things aren't happening that are happening in front of your eyes. The media covers for them so they'll continue to allow the left to do it. If we're not teaching critical race theory, as Joy Reed's implying, and Ibram Kendi's not lecturing about critical race theory, despite the fact that Ibram Kendi is himself has said he's inspired by critical race theory, and if we're not teaching it, then why do we see articles like this in the Daily Caller? Iowa teacher goes on, uh, teacher goes on wild rant about not being able to teach CRT. Well, what is she going on a wild rant? I'm not going to play the video. It's humiliating. And the woman looks ridiculous. Why would she go on a wild rant about not being able to teach CRT if a Joy Reid said, if what she said is true? If we're not teaching CRT, then why go on a wild rant? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, if, uh, this is, uh, we're arguing with stupid people. We're arguing with stupid people. All right, I got a big announcement coming up and I, I hope you'll join me. I'm very excited about this. I've been working on this project for a long time. Um, let me get to my third sponsor first. This is, um, listen, this is a sponsor, I get it, but it's kind of a personal story for me more than anything. You know, I suffered a, about a cancer recently. It was, you know, sucked. I give it two thumbs down, it was terrible. But chemo's not fun. And uh, that's why I was pretty excited to take them on as a sponsor because not everything here is, you know, not about money and stuff. Sometimes there's just products that help. And a relief band really got me through. This is actually mine. It's kind of beat up as I used the heck out of it. it still works great though. Do you know that a third of Americans regularly suffer from nausea? That's why I'm excited about our partner and have been. Relief band. Relief band is the number one FDA cleared anti-nausea wristband. It's been clinically proven. And I'm telling you, it's Dan Bongino proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangover, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. It's 100% drug free. It's non-drowsy, provides all natural, uh, natural relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. You just turn it on, folks. You turn up the degree of it here. It's two, two buttons, super simple. The technology was originally developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients. But now, through relief band, it's available to the masses. Relief band, it does something real simple. It stimulates a nerve in the wrist once you turn it on. And once you stimulate that nerve, it uh, in the wrist, it travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. It then blocks that signal of the brain that sends to your stomach that you're sick. It's pretty simple. It's no more complicated than that. Relief band is the only, only over-the-counter wearable device that's been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting. And let me tell you something. It were, I would not have gotten through that chemo without it. I, I was not nauseous one time. Thanks. So you just hit the power button and it goes away. It went in for me. Ensure nausea is never the reason to miss out on life's important moments. Paula uses it too for our migrants, by the way. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for Dan Bongino listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use my promo code, Bongino, my last name, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. No questions asked, 30 day money back guarantee. How do you get it again? Reliefband.com. Use promo code Bongino, reliefband.com, promo code Bongino. You'll get 20% off. Really, really, really good product. I much appreciate it. If, folks, one of the things I talk about when I go out there and give speeches, which is rare, I'd like to get out more often, but uh, you know, with everything that happened with Corona and everything was shut down, I haven't been out in a while. I've only given a couple speeches over the last year. But one of the things I always talk about in the end is this isn't a golf game. Political activism. If you're really sincerely interested in changing the country, with the, which the overwhelming number of people listen to my show are, you wouldn't be here if you weren't. This show is not a sports show. It's not an entertainment show. It's not a cutesy time show. This is a show about changing the country, about fighting for real liberty and real freedom, not campaign slogans. And one of the things I always say is this is not a golf game. It's a boxing match. You don't get in a free country to just walk away and ensure your freedom is going to stay there. That's not the way freedom works. Freedom has to be fought for constantly. It has to be sacrificed for. That is the history of humankind. I wish it weren't so. The default mechanism for human beings is not towards freedom. I wish it were. Then we wouldn't have this problem. Was it Federalist 51 if men were angels? We're not. This is a boxing match. You walk off a golf course in the middle of a golf game. Honestly, nobody cares. Green's guy gets his fee. The guy behind you plays through. No one cares. That's not politics. That's not freedom. The freedom game is different. Freedom's a boxing match. You give up on freedom and you stop punching. The other guy's still whooping your ass. And it hurts. There is no quitting. You can't quit. It is more painful to quit than it is to fight. You got to fight for it. And the do matters. You have to do stuff. Now, I've taken on a lot of risk and a lot of financial investments to fight back against these big tech tyrants because I do believe, and I mean this, I don't mean in any kind of a hyperbolic way, I mean it as based on hard evidence. The greatest threat to freedom in the United States right now are the big tech tyrants and their suppression of free speech. They are wiping people off the face of the map. ScrewTube, Twitter, Fakebook, and others. You already know about that. But one of the things I'd warned you about years ago, and I've been working on this for a very long time, is they are trying to take away the financial arteries and veins of the country away from conservatives. Wiping out your ability to do banking, wiping out your ability to generate money on a GoFundMe-type platform, wiping out your ability to get tickets paid for at an event if it's a conservative event, wiping out your ability to take payments at all on your website. You saw this story yesterday at The Hill. I kind of hinted at it. This is from January this year. The payment processor Stripe cut ties with the Trump campaign, tried to wipe them out. Well, that inspired me, ladies and gentlemen. To take on Stripe and I'm doing it now and I want to announce and I'm proud to a payment processing platform I've spent the last six months with my business partners working on it's called AlignPay AlignPay.com it is going to be a formidable competitor to Stripe it is a cancel culture resistant platform where we are not going to play into any of this nonsense where we respect free speech Folks, if you're using Stripe on your platform right now and you are a conservative or even a liberal who one day speaks the truth, you are at risk too. These payment processors will cut you off. I know it doesn't sound like the sexiest thing in the world. You know my involvement initially with Parler, that's changed. Again, some things I do will work, some will Rumble, which has been a huge success, which I got involved with as a, as a competitor to YouTube. This is phase three. We're taking on Stripe. If you're using Stripe now, you are in very real danger. It's happened before. It'll happen again. You could be cut off. Will they do it? I don't know. Have they done it? You're reading the story right there. I'm humbly and with the greatest of respect, again, asking that you support our platform as we fight against cancel culture and big tech tyranny. Get rid of Stripe. Sign on with us. Go today. It's AlignPay.com. A-L-I-G-N-P-A-Y. AlignPay.com. It is my new payment processing platform with my partners. You will not be canceled for your political ideas there. We are going to create a whole new economy. I'm confident this one will succeed and succeed with your help. We'd appreciate you using us as your payment processing platform. It's up to you. But like I said, I put my money where my mouth is. I'm not here to screw around. I'll go broke and destitute before I let big tech destroy this country and white people out. I'm not doing it. AlignPay.com. Sign up today. We won't cancel you because you're a conservative or a Trump supporter. We won't cancel you if you're a liberal either, because we actually believe in free speech. AlignPay.com. Check it out. I appreciate your time and your patience on that. It means a lot. And I just want to say one more thing. This is just a start. This Align platform I have, AlignPay, is one component of a larger one-stop shop for political activism that I'll be announcing in the coming weeks too. This is just the first step. There's more coming too. You're going to be able to go to a platform and do a whole bunch of stuff to change the world because the do matters, not the talk. I'll be announcing those in the coming weeks. I've been working on this project a very long time. Check out step one, alignpay.com. You may say, why'd you launch the payment processing platform first? Because you can't do anything if you can't take payments. All the other stuff we're doing, if you're wiped out and you can't take payments, it's all gone. That's why we started it first, TheLinePay.com. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. All right, moving on. An extremely, extremely important story. We covered at Bongino.com. I see The Daily Wire has a story on it. Folks, what have we been telling you for the last few weeks? That the real scandal with the Wuhan lab leak is not that the coronavirus, COVID-19, may have leaked from the lab. That's a scandal, yes. It's also a media scandal that covered that story up. Called it a conspiracy theory. We get it. That's not the big scandal. Dan, how's that not the big scandal? What could possibly be bigger than that? That the media lied about a lab leak and the Chinese government lied about a lab leak? No, there's a bigger story. And the bigger story is what I've been telling you. And we've been mocked by liberals about, which makes me want to double down. It tells me I'm over the target. What is that story? Well, let me just read the headline from Matt's piece at Bongino.com. It'll be in my newsletter today. Explosive report. China discussed making bioweapons to target certain races. Huh? You want to let that one stew a minute? I told you the big scandal is not that it leaked from the lab. The big scandal is, was it a bioweapon? And were we funding with our tax dollars the Wuhan Institute, which is now known to be a bioweapons facility? Let me add layer three to that. Did we not only fund a bioweapons lab in Wuhan, China, but did we fund a bioweapons lab that was focused on making viruses that would target people of certain races? Mm. Now, um, folks, because you're not going to get any honesty from the American media, which is a full-time focus group for the Democrats, you're not going to get any honesty from them. Here's a video from overseas, from Sky News, which has been doing actual homework on the Wuhan League. They're the ones in the video last week who did yeoman's work exposing that bats were, in fact, kept at the Wuhan Institute despite protestations. There's no bats at the Wuhan Institute. We study them in the wild. They have video, video of bats at the Wuhan Institute. It's not our media. Our media won't do any of this homework. It's the foreign media. Here is Sky News, I believe over in Australia, And a reporter who's writing a book on this, talking about this explosive revelation. She opens up, so you have some context here. She opens up discussing a 2011 UN report from China about bioweapons from 2011, where China acknowledges that bioweapons research can be conducted to create bioweapons that are targeting certain races. This is not a joke. I wish it were. That's what she's talking about when she opens up the report. Check this out.
2: It discusses weaponizing specific viruses to target races. It is a shocking and grotesque area of bioresearch. This is Chinese official Chinese government submission to the United Nations. It states that the human genome project has helped to reveal population specific genetic variations across the genome. It then says it can also create the potential for biological weapons based on genetic differences between races. It says, once hostile elements grasp that different ethnic groups harbour intrinsically different genetic susceptibilities to particular pathogens, they can put that knowledge into practice and create genetic weapons targeted at a racial group with a particular susceptibility.
0: Mm. You hear that? Joe, you hear that? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting here. You know, the Chinese government has a history of targeting racial and ethnic groups because they're communists, and communists have always been the most racist, xenophobic, misogynistic, hate filled people in the history of humankind. Communists, they all share that in common. But one of the things the Chinese Communist Party is known for doing is torturing and imprisoning an ethnic minority, the Muslim Uyghurs. Get ready for the question. You ready? Let's add another question on here, which would add to the scandal. Were we funding with U.S. taxpayer dollars, the Wuhan Institute, which was a bioweapons facility that was creating a bioweapon to target Chinese minority groups that were disfavored with the Communist Party? Oh, boy. Is this what the Chinese government's really hiding? Were they designing custom viruses using gain-of-function research to specifically target minority populations like the Uyghurs they didn't like? Seemed like they were talking about it in 2011. Oh, Dan, there's no evidence for that. There isn't? You just heard what they wrote in 2011. We know it was a bioweapons facility. We know it's likely it leaked from a lab. And we know the double CGG footprint in the Corona 19 virus, COVID-19 virus only appears in gain-of-function. We've yet to see it in nature. Again, please tell me how the evidence is on your side, not mine. I think I just made the case that the preponderance of the evidence leads me to believe they were creating a darn bioweapon. Do we know that for sure? We don't. Is it conclusive beyond a reasonable doubt? No. Is the preponderance of evidence on the side of that theory right now? Clearly. One more piece of evidence adding to this. As we said from the New York Post article, they had a military scientist who would definitely be involved in the creation of a bioweapon. What's the first step to create a bioweapon? You need a vaccine. If you don't have a vaccine, you'll kill your own people. Well, Zhu Yuzen, who you've heard, remember that name, Z-H-O-U, Zhu Yuzen, was the Chinese military scientist working on the vaccine before it was a pandemic. What happened to Zhu? Well, as you can see from this New York Post piece, Zhu Yuzan is dead under mysterious circumstances.
2: Uh,
0: it's Exhausting having to correct these media idiots all the time. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. Moving on here. We got to get to a Hello, Captain Obvious story. Hello, Captain Obvious. Our last sponsor is a great company, Echelon. When you're trying to reach your fitness goals, Listen, it can really help to have instructors like Nicole Griffin and Michael Brown alongside a community of 25,000 members who can give you that extra push. Echelon gives you that. Echelon is the affordable way to get workout equipment, the workout community, and instructors motivation right in the comfort of your own home. We have their bike. My daughter goes crazy over it. She actually moved it from my wife's room, uh, our room, my wife's like she lives in a separate room, into her own room. So my wife's like, we need another one for our room because she's got to go in my daughter's room to get it. Why? Because it's great, Echelon. Echelon's fitness app provides you thousands of live and on-demand classes with great music from your favorite artists. With Echelon, you can work at any time, day, night, crush your fitness goals. Just pick your class, climb the leaderboard, cheer each other on, and give it your all. They have a full range of affordable workout equipment, including stationary bikes. That's my daughter's favorite. Smart rowers. My wife likes that one. Good for her back. Her back looks pretty awesome. She's got back abs. Sleek fitness screens or the auto-folding treadmill. All connected with the Echelon experience with around-the-clock classes for the family, including full-body workout programs that keep you coming back. One membership covers a family of five. Five. And now my listeners get a special podcast offer from Echelon. For a limited time only, start your 30-day risk-free trial offer with Echelon's EX3 bike for just $1. That's right, didn't get that wrong, just $1. A special risk-free offer for 30 days with Echelon's EX3 bike for only $1 to start. Plus free shipping, too. The only way to get the special offer is by going to echelonfit.com Dan. Echelonfit.com Dan. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N-F-I-T.com slash Dan. Echelonfit.com Dan. Great equipment, terrific prices. Big time results. You put in the F. Get back abs like Paula. Try their rower. It's really cool. Thanks, Echelon. We always appreciate it. All right. This is the hello, Captain Obvious story. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it because it's so obvious it is a waste of your time. Um, The Wall Street Journal. Americans are leaving unemployment rolls more quickly in states that cut off these generous unemployment benefits. Hello, Captain Obvious. So why are we putting this on the show? I'm only putting it on the show uh, because I wanted to intro a Thomas Sowell clip, and I think Thomas Sowell has sage advice for everyone in his genius words. He's getting up there in age, should live on forever. And it's up to each of us to take genius minds like Thomas Sowell and pass that genius down to the next generation. Of course, folks, we know the unemployment benefits. We're keeping people from going back to work. Why? Because again, it's Captain Obvious time. If you pay people more money to not work than you pay people to go back to work, then rational people, many of them, will not work. It's not hard to figure out. Democrats are pretending they don't know this. They do. As these unemployment benefits are getting cut off, Americans are going back to work right quick, as they say down here in the South. Here's Thomas Sowell, talking about welfare and incentives. And again, this is the kind of sage advice. You should go to um, video platforms and elsewhere, Rumble and elsewhere, look up Thomas Sowell videos and watch as many as you can. They are that good. Here's Thomas Sowell talking about the dangerous incentives of welfare and pain. This is from decades ago. And his wisdom still applies now. Check this out.
1: What the welfare system and other kinds of governmental programs are doing is paying people to fail. Insofar as they fail, they receive the money. Insofar as they succeed, even to a moderate extent, the money is taken away. This is even extended into the school system where they will give money to schools with low scores. Uh, Insofar as the school improves its education, the money is taken away. So that you are subsidizing people to fail in their own private lives and become more dependent upon the handouts.
0: Timeless wisdom of Thomas Sowell. If you pay people to fail, you will incentivize their failure. Folks, listen, there is obviously an element of personal responsibility in all of this. Of course, if you choose to take money not to work, and you're able-bodied and can work, then yes, that is your personal choice was to not work. You have made a personal choice. That's a dreadful choice. But I, I cannot, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not absolving people of personal responsibility here. Please, don't take this the wrong way. But I'm also suggesting to you, because it's important, that people operate within a system. And if you've been taught throughout your life that you will be paid and compensated to do nothing, and that lesson has been passed down from grandparent to parent to child, then, yes, about 50 60% of it's your fault, but the other 40% is the system. And the welfare system now and the expansion of the welfare state is causing this mass poverty. We could change this overnight. That's why I put the Hello Captain Obvious story up. If you have a certain portion of America, not a lot, thankfully we're a very entrepreneurial, hardworking people. That's why we're the greatest, richest country in the history of humankind. That's not by accident. Hardworking people come here to work. But there is a small portion of our population, but not insignificantly small, that when given the opportunity to be lazy, will take it. If you create a system where laziness isn't incentivized and work is incentivized, even some of those lazy people will go back to work. When you create a system that rewards failure, like Thomas Sowell warned us about decades ago, you will get more failure because you're paying for it. (sighs) Timeless wisdom. All right, speaking of incentives, you like how we kind of tied that together? You incentivize people to not work by paying them. They don't work. You incentivize people to come into the country illegally. You get stories like this by Paul Bedard, the Washington Examiner. You can read my show notes today. This headline is so crazy, it's almost hard to believe it's a real headline, but I assure you, it's very real. Headline, Mexicans choose deportation so they can try to enter the country illegally again. I read this like, wait, what? Go to the bottom. Here, this is from an an immigration expert. He's talking about illegal immigrants. He says they don't want to be inside of a a Department of Health and Human Services facility for two months, he said, when they can just go home, get deported, and then try to enter again undetected. (laughs) Right, right. He said it right. It's like a video game. You don't like how the video game's going? You're playing Madden football. You're down 28 nothing in the first quarter. Just reset the game. Set it towards rookie ball instead of like uh, instead of the instead of NFL level. Set it towards AAA instead of the major leagues. If you're playing a baseball game, so it's so easy to get in. They're like, okay, I came in, I got caught. I'm in this DHS facility. I'll probably get amnesty anyway. So let me leave the country and come back. In. Let me leave the country and come back in because it's so easy. I'll keep giving it another shot. Again, ladies and gentlemen, when you're so weak on immigration that Mexican immigrants to the country coming here illegally actually prefer deportation in order to get back in the country again, we have a very serious, significant incentive problem in the United States. And listen, I'm gonna I gotta bolt a little bit early on the show today for a couple of different reasons, especially the launch of this new product, which I really appreciate. Thank you for your patience dealing with it. But I do want to get to one last story. It's not, um, you don't have it in a prompter or anything, so don't worry, I didn't mention it during the the show prep. But I want to thank uh, Deanna Price and Brooke Anderson. Who's that? Well, I'm not going to mention the other person's name because she's not worth mentioning. But there was a track and field event this weekend for Team USA. And during that track and field event, there was a hammer throwing event. You may have heard the story. And the person who finished third, yeah, yes, third, didn't win the event, decided they were going to make the event about them and their so-called activism. And that person disgraced herself by turning her back on the National Anthem, pouting like a five-year-old on the stage, throwing a shirt over her head, taking away the moment from the two people that actually finished first and second and the one that won the event. Those two people stood there during our National Anthem, these two wonderful women. With their hands over their heart and celebrated this great country we live in, battle scars and all. Those two women's stories have been overshadowed by this child whose name I refuse to mention because she'll be a hero on the left that hates this country. And I refuse to engage in the Streisand effect. You say her name, people will go, Oh, look, look how great she is. She hates America. I'm not doing that. I'm going to celebrate the other two women, the ones who actually won Deanna Price and Brooke Anderson. I don't know you. I don't know your politics. I don't care. The great thing about America is you stood there with your hand over your heart, regardless of who you are or who you voted for, whatever, and you and I agree on something. If it's just one thing, we agree on this. The United States is the greatest hope for humankind and always has been. Battle scars and all. And sports and others should be unifying events, not divisive ones. So I refuse to mention that other person's name. We should only be talking about Deanna Price and Brooke Anderson. Congratulations on your success at the hammer throwing event. You did a great job. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. Again, thanks for your patience with my announcement. It means a lot to me. I don't wear you out with that stuff a lot. I just believe this fight is really important. And we're not going to have a conservative movement left. They'll wipe us out. They're moving towards it right now. Thanks for your time. I'll see you on the radio show later today. And uh, don't forget to set your DVR for my Fox show, Unfiltered, Saturday nights, 10 o'clock on Fox. Appreciate it. you You just heard Dan Bongino.